Al-Bayan Radio presents the following program, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirrabbilalamin. Wassalatu wassalamu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Welcome to What Did You Say? Part 4, Episode 4. I'm your host, Abu Abdurrahman. And I'm very pleased to be joined by my dear Sheikh, Sheikh Muhammad Dua. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. How are you today? Alhamdulillah, Sheikh. Allah ibarik fiqh. Looking good, Allahumma ibarik. Zakallah khair. How's everything been? How's winter treating you? Allah. They said, subhanAllah, winter started a few days ago. Seemed a bit warmer than the days before. 100%. My dad, Hafidullah, today was saying that to me from his observations. <laughs> subhanAllah. That autumn was colder than winter. Yeah, Allah. Allah uh, Sheikh, we are up to part four of this series. Please catch up on the previous parts, dear brothers and sisters, where we tackle your comments and what you have to say. And you can send us through your comments on our YouTube. Is will be given preference on Albayan Radio Australia and also on Facebook, ASWJ Australia. <coughs> Sheikh, let's get straight into it today. Mm. Uh, a few weeks ago, we got a few questions regarding the Mahdi. <coughs> So who is the Mahdi? What's the view of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah regarding the Mahdi? Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man ihtada bihuda amma ba'd The Mahdi in Islam according to Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah is one of the final minor signs of the next life. As we know, the Day of Judgment has its signs, both minor and major. And the emergence of the Mahdi, the Mahdi uh, coming out, is one of the signs of the Day of Judgment. And the Mahdi has been mentioned in the authentic sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. And there are a number of hadiths that teach us uh, who the Mahdi is and what his purpose is and the signs before he comes. So if we were to mention the signs of the Mahdi coming, the the main sign of the Mahdi appearing is that corruption uh, will be widespread on earth. This is what the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ has taught us, that the sign of his appearance will be there will be much uh, corruption on earth. So then Allah Azza wa Jal uh, sends the Mahdi and he comes in order to bring justice uh, to the world and he does that by implementing the sharia of Allah Azza wa Jal and as the hadiths have mentioned he rules for approximately seven to eight years until the Prophet Isa alayhi salam uh, descends. The Mahdi uh, is a person, uh, he is a man He's from the uh, lineage of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and we can cover some of the hadith, Sheikh, uh, regarding him. Uh, yes, please do, Sheikh. In order to 
give us an understanding. Sheikh, before you do, uh, we've discussed it many times, but I think it's probably appropriate to <coughs> mention that issues of the unseen or issues to do for the future, minor or major signs of the hour, they need dalil, don't they? They need proof and evidences. We can't just make it up, fairy tales. and. Naam. Of course, without a doubt, anything from the unseen or anything from our din uh, for that matter, but especially the matters of the unseen, they require proof. Proof meaning texts from the Qur'an and the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ because the unseen is what it is. It's the unseen. We do not know it. We, do not, we have not seen it. So we cannot speak about that which we do not know and that which we do have not seen except through revelation from Allah Azza wa Jal. What are some of the hadith, Shaykh, that mention the Mahdi? Okay, some of the hadith, Shaykh, from them we have the hadith of Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiyallahu ta'ala anhu that an Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said at the end of the time of my ummah the Mahdi will appear. Allah Azza wa Jal will grant him rain, the earth will bring forth its fruits and he will give a lot of money. Cattle will increase and the ummah will become great. He will rule for seven or eight years. So this hadith teaches us that when the Mahdi comes, the barakah of Allah Azza wa Jal, it spreads and it opens. After a long time of oppression and injustice on earth, Allah changes that through the sending of the Mahdi. This is what this hadith teaches us. So one of the things that the Mahdi comes with is the blessings from Allah Azza wa Jal that Allah brings about at his time. Excellent. And uh, subhanAllah al-Azim, uh, there are many, you know, many, how can we say, claims and uh, fairy tales about the Mahdi, Shaykh. No. And, and we remind the brothers and sisters that when you hear something about the Mahdi, <coughs> as the Shaykh clarified before, ask for the proof, ask for the dalil. Where is it found? No. You know, our deen is based on the evidences found in the Quran no. and the authentic sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. wassalam. Barakallah fiq, Shaykh. It's an excellent point. Especially with the topic of the Mahdi Sheikh, there tends to be um, somewhat of a controversy and that's due to the deviant sects and their beliefs regarding the uh, the Mahdi, which uh, maybe we can touch up on inshallah. But um, you have those, uh, you have from the the people who deny the coming of the Mahdi and this is a rejected opinion those who claim that the Mahdi does not exist. Um, this is a rejected opinion because as we can see, there are authentic ahadiths that uh, speak about the coming uh, of the Mahdi. And then you have the other side of the scale who believe in the Mahdi in with falsehood. And like you said, Sheikh, um, their belief is filled with fairy tales and myths. Um, Myths, naam, that's that's the perfect word. But we believe what Allah and His Messenger have told us about the Mahdi walillahi alhamd, and we do not exaggerate or exceed beyond that. No. So, just you mentioned that, Sheikh, and I was going over it recently <coughs> that you know the view that the Mahdi exists now, no. presently, and is waiting to come out and emerge, no. and uh, that he's born. It's a claim they make, no, that some people make. But no. when we put it up to the to the true measurement, weighing it according no. to the Quran and Sunnah, we see that it's more than likely a myth no. because there's no mention where where he'll be born or when. No. And uh, 
subhanallah al-azim it's, it's the authentic hadith actually go against it and that as you mentioned or has, has been mentioned that Allah will prepare him in one single night no. subhanallah al-azim <coughs> and the Muslims will swear allegiance to him no. as basically their, their leader and they'll be united behind him no. happens so quickly and so suddenly no. and this also should should give the Muslims hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control and when no. he sees it fit no. and uh, we follow what Allah tells us to follow he will give this ummah victory. No, without a doubt, Shaykh, and Allah barik fiqh, that was the, actually the next hadith where the Prophet ﷺ, he said, the Mahdi is one of us, a member of my family, and Allah will guide him in a single night. Allah will guide him in a single night. Imam Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, he said, this means Allah will forgive him, grant him help, inspire him, and guide him when he is not like this before. So all it takes is one night, Shaykh. One day, for the Mahdi is a normal person. He is a normal person. He is from the Prophet ﷺ's family. He carries the same name as Rasulullah ﷺ. So his name is Muhammad ibn Abdullah or Ahmad ibn Abdullah, as the ulama have mentioned. And Allah Azza wa Jalla, uh, the Prophet ﷺ, he gave some physical um, feature descriptions about him, like that he has the big forehead, he has the 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 long um, narrow nose that is uh, slightly curved, uh, and what whatever else uh, and that's an indication of beauty and him being handsome he comes from the offspring of the prophet sallallahu from the descendants of fatima from the descendants of al hasan not al hussein he's from the descendants of al hasan radiyallahu ta'ala anhu his his sending is for the purpose to bring justice back uh, to the world after widespread corruption and then the prophet isa salam will descend and then he will rule. So what um, the other sects believe, Sheikh, uh, and it, it's 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 known that this, we, we are referring to the Shia or the Rafida uh, and their belief regarding uh, the Mahdi. This is all falsehood and, and myths. They, they believe in myths uh, and that's pretty much their entire religion. It is a religion of myths. For, uh, the belief that he is already um, uh, alive, um, he's in a cave in Iraq, uh, in the Sarbad, uh, where they go and they call him every morning and he ref- he hasn't come out until it's time for him to come out. Like, this is nonsense, subhanAllah. For this, uh, this is not what An-Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam or Allah Azza wa Jal uh, have taught us. For, as you mentioned, Sheikh, when it comes to belief in the unseen, we can only take what Allah and His Messenger وسلم, have informed us of. Any other any other hadith regarding the Mahdi or any other final point you'd like to mention before we move to the next question, insha'Allah? There is a couple of more yes, hadith, Go for them, Sheikh. But um, we pretty much covered them in what we just mentioned. Uh, An-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, He is one of us behind whom Isa alayhi salam will pray. But we know oh when Isa salam comes down, they offer the Prophet Isa to lead the prayer. And the Prophet Isa salam says, no, one of you, the leaders, should lead. Uh, and the Mahdi will lead the prayer and the Prophet Isa salam will pray uh, behind him. And that's his purpose, Sheikh. Like I said, we, we do not exaggerate. Uh, we don't um, over... Uh, we don't over... Um, uh, yani, exaggerate in in this topic 
uh, it's limited to what Allah and his messenger have told us about him. He is a great man, there's no doubt about that, that comes to bring justice uh, to the earth. But he is uh, not more or less than that. And uh, inshallah, another common question maybe we'll tackle next week or next episode, and that is the, the emergence of the Dajjal. <coughs> no. And they're all linked in one, one way or another. So no. maybe we'll leave that for next episode, bi'ithnillah. Now, moving on, Dishaykh, we always get requested, especially from you, Barakallah because you've been teaching it for quite a while. May Allah accept our good deeds and Ameen. your good deeds. Is how should I... Uh, start my my study of Tawheed and Aqidah. Nah, this um, this is a very important question. Uh, first and foremost, the importance of seeking knowledge in general. Seeking knowledge is an obligation upon every Muslim, as the Prophet sallallahu mentioned in the Hadith. Uh, uh, Seeking knowledge is an obligation upon every Muslim. Every Muslim is required to learn their deen because without learning your religion, you are not able to practice or implement your religion. How can we practice or implement something that we do not know? We can't. So we advise all our brothers and sisters to, to always make an effort to learn your religion uh, and the best uh, form of learning our deen is sitting under the people of knowledge. This has okay. always been uh, the practice from day one. Yani, uh, even the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, with the angel Jibreel, he sat next to him and he learned from him as the hadith uh, taught us when he taught him Islam, Iman and Ihsan. So seeking knowledge in person uh, under the people of knowledge, this without a doubt, is the best form of learning. But walillahi alhamd, due to uh, technology and, and uh, the times we live today, there are many ways of learning, whether it's online, whether it's listening to lectures, uh, reading books and so forth. But we always emphasize attending the masajid, the houses of Allah Azza wa Jal, and learning under the people of uh, knowledge. This, without a doubt, is the best way that a person can learn. By far, this Sheikh, isn't it? Without knowledge is taken from the men. Without it's been passed down and preserved over without 15 centuries, we nah, can say. Subhanallah. Yani that's how the deen was preserved and spread. It was only spread through halaqat al-ilm through sitting in gatherings of knowledge and learning under the teacher. For this, without a doubt, is, is the best way. Regarding the, the learning of the topic of Tawheed, we say that when it comes to seeking knowledge, there is a system that the scholars advise and recommend. And that system is not limited to the topic of Tawheed only. It's it's a system that applies to Tawheed and to every science, whether it's Fiqh, Tafsir, Aqeedah, Tawheed, um, uh, Adab, and whatever else. And basically what that system is, Sheikh, is to do Tadarraj in knowledge. And what Tadarraj means is to take knowledge step by step. And step by step means to always begin with the simple books or the the 
don't know if we call them beginners, but the, the simpler books of the science. Because every science has its entry level, whether it's tafsir, aqidah, and whatever else. So to always start with the simple books and to learn them. And when we say learn them and study them, that means under mashayikh and people of knowledge. We said attending the masajid and learning them. If a person can't do that, find an explanation for those books by the great scholars, which alhamdulillah are available. So if we were to ask what are the the entry level books of Tawheed and Aqidah, Sheikh, we can safely say that the person can begin with the books of Sheikh Muhammad Abdul Wahab, rahimahullah, for example. You've got Kashf al-Shubuhat, You've got Al-Usul Al-Thalatha, you've got Kitab Al-Tawheed, Al-Qawaad Al-Arba'a. These are all brilliant entry-level books of our scholars regarding the topic of Tawheed. Once the person learns the the entry-level books, then they can move on to what we call the middle level. The middle level. And in the middle level, You've got books like Al-Aqidah Al-Wasitiyah for Shaykh Al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah and uh, along with others. And then from the middle level, then you move on to the advanced works uh, like uh, the earlier ulama, uh, uh, Al-Aqidah Al-Tahawiyah, Al-Raddu Ala Al-Jahmiyyah, Al-Sunnah for the great Imam Ahmad Rahimahullah and so forth. So this system is the way to learn and to seek knowledge. And you apply that with every science. If I want to learn tafsir, I start with the beginner's books, then the middle, then the advanced, and so forth. Uh, inshallah, this answers the, the brother or the sister's question. And, and as you beautifully put it as well, learn in the masajid with the mashayikh of Ahl sunnah no. Keep away from the people of bid'ah and innovations no. who are calling to grave worship, calling to the dead, <coughs> to bid'ah, to, to, to learning the religion through philosophy and ilmul kalam and all no. this other innovation no. that has no place in Islam. No. So this is very important. Know who the men are and take from the people of the sunnah. Jazakallah no. khair di shaykh. And the final one for tonight, <coughs> as, as I was speaking to you before we went on air, uh, the video uh, we took from one of our programs here, Sheikh, what's with your beard? It's still still being viewed quite a bit. And uh, with the views comes a lot of questions and comments. And a lot of them from ignorance. A lot of them mocking. And uh, as we have, you know, a lot now online, especially on TikTok, where, you know, many of the people on there, Allah guide them and allow them to wake up before Allah takes their soul. Because everything is just a joke, the Sheikh. But there are some brothers and sisters there who are sincere and maybe listening and wanting to benefit. Um, we got a you know a comment, uh, a question that we wanted to present to you, and it's it's uh, regarding you know once again uh, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam regarding Salaam. your video on the bead. Uh, he said the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to look pleasant and resemble the best people of your time. This bead, meaning your bead, the Sheikh, does not look pleasant or clean. <laughs> Brother Samir mentioned his name because it's open. He just, you know, threw the sheikh under the bus. Your beard does not look pleasant or clean. The sheikh's beard smells amazing, <laughs> Allahumma Bari. I can smell it from here and it looks amazing. If you love the sunnah, you will love the beard. And if you don't know the sunnah, then it may result in you not loving it 
mm. and respecting it as it should be respected. The Sheikh, what do you have to say to that? Firstly, the Prophet ﷺ said to look pleasant and resemble the best people of your time. Tayyip. First and foremost, um, Alhamdulillah, most of the, the misconceptions and uh, the comments and, and the questions regarding the, the lahya we did address in a few of the segments previously, walillahi alhamdulillah. So whoever wants to go back to them, uh, they can. Secondly, regarding this uh, comment, Ya Sheikh, um, wallahi, uh, and, and we say this with uh, all honesty, that the, the unpleasant words that are directed towards me have zero effect, walillahi alhamd, but the, what does affect us and what we do find to be very, very sad is how people can so easily lie about Rasulullah sallallahu Wallahi, we are not here to defend ourselves. Everyone can be entitled to their opinion. It doesn't mean their opinion is correct. Alhamdulillah, we addressed all of that previously. So I do not even want to speak about who thinks my beard is pleasant or unpleasant. This gives We have no concern whatsoever for this. But when someone comes and says a statement quoting Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in something that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not say, here our hearts have to be moved. Our hearts have to be moved over this. For this brother who says that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, what did he say, Sheikh? He bring it up again. Something about. He said, um, Firstly, the Prophet said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, to look pleasant and resemble. The first part, to look pleasant in Allah, we're given the benefit there. No. And resemble the best people of your time. No. Yani first and foremost, this is not even a hadith that exists anywhere in Islam. And we are almost certain that this brother has just come up with this statement from himself. Never did the Prophet Sallallahu say that the Muslim. In these exact wording, yani, the Muslim uh, must look pleasant and uh, resemble the best people in his time. On the contrary, the Prophet ﷺ taught the Muslim to have his own identity and to be different from the Yahud and the Nasara in how they look and how they act and how they dress. For what we advise this brother, and we advise everyone for that matter, everyone who finds it so easy to quote Rasulullah in something that he did not say is to remember the authentic hadith of the Prophet For if our brothers and sisters want to mention uh, false hadiths about the Prophet to us, we will mention a sahih hadith to them. And Nabi said in an authentic hadith which is found in Bukhari and others, he said, lying about me is not like lying about anyone else. To lie about me 
is not like lying about anyone else. Man kathaba alayya muta'amidan falyatabawwa maqa'adahu minan nar. Whoever purposely lies about me, let him prepare his seat in hellfire. This is an authentic hadith. For the Prophet ﷺ is teaching us that when you lie about him, it's not like lying about anyone else. For someone, if I was to say, Brother Abu Abdul Rahman said one, two, three when he didn't say it, this is a sin. <clears throat> this is iftira. I've said a lie about Abu Abdul Rahman or Jamal. But to quote the Prophet ﷺ on something he didn't say is even worse than that. This is a grave danger. Because the Prophet ﷺ spoke legislation. He spoke wahi, revelation. So when I quote him, it is as though I am saying this is what Allah said. And even worse than lying about the Prophet ﷺ is lying about Allah. So whoever does this, the Prophet ﷺ said, let him prepare his seat in hellfire. And that is an indication that whoever purposely lies about the Prophet ﷺ, Allah will punish him with hellfire. For we must fear Allah Azza wa Jal. We must fear Allah when we speak about Allah's religion. And we cannot just throw statements and attribute them to the Prophet ﷺ or to Allah Azza wa Jal out of ignorance just because we're sitting down behind the computer or a screen or a phone or whatever it is. This is this is deen. Knowledge is religion. But we must be very careful regarding this point. Jazakallah khair, dear Sheikh. We thank you for being with us today. We'd like to thank all our viewers, all our listeners for tuning in. <coughs> all the brothers and sisters on TikTok who would like to continue benefiting and watching from Bayan Radio. Um, you can go to Albayan Radio Australia YouTube channel and also our podcast channels and download our app at the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store or go to albayan.com.au. Sheikh, one of the most common questions today, and it keeps coming every week, and inshallah you can address it, is the myth or the belief and the accusation that Allah exists without a place. No. Okay, and this common quote that if you say Allah is above the heavens, no. above his throne, it is kufr. No. So, inshallah, maybe in upcoming lessons we can speak <coughs> about uh, the ulu of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah's transcendency, Allah being above everything, His ulu, which the ulama have written books about, no. and the narrations are there, and it's clear for those people who haven't been misguided and haven't been misled far away from the correct path. No. So, inshallah, we'll take that in the upcoming weeks, and also about the Dajjal as well. Uh, we thank all the brothers and sisters. And we ask Allah to thank the Sheikh. Sheikh, any uh, we ask Allah to bless the Sheikh and reward the Sheikh for his effort. Any final comments? Barakallah fiq, Sheikh. Not, fiqh, not at this moment. Barakallah fiq. And we'd like to apologize for some of the uh, distortion in the sound tonight. Uh, we've got some comments and feedback regarding that. Inshallah, we'll try to <coughs> get to that. Bi'idhnillah, as the mic is quite distorted for some reason. Barakallah fiq for your feedback. And until next time, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah.